Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 287. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijiron Mess. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm not Ari, but I'm Ichigo. Subbing for him today. Q, Q. So, how many of y'all have leftover Halloween candy? I just have leftover candy. Uh-huh. I agree. I agree with that statement. Leftover Halloween candy is just candy in fancier wrappers, honestly. Oh, mine isn't even in Halloween wrappers. I just have leftover candy. I I have candy in my fridge. I have candy in one of my pockets as I was going around work today. Just grabbing a couple of pieces here and there, putting it in my pocket. And then when I got home, I'm like, oh, wait, well, I got to throw all this chocolate away because it's already melted. Actually, you don't throw out melted chocolate. Um, <laughs> it was starting to drip out. You put that shit in hot milk and make hot chocolate. Oh, hey, good idea. Actually, mm-hmm. no. What I do is I just I actually throw it in the fridge and just let it get cold, and then just peel the wrapping off of it. Mm. Yeah, but it's already melted. You might as well just put it into some warm milk mm. or some coffee. Mm, mocha. Mm-hmm. Or chai tea. Chocolate chai tea is actually Ooh, really, really good. See, so good. See, that that's yeah. A, that sounds better than putting a a, a a tab a tab of butter in your coffee. Ew. You know, it's actually not that bad. If you're on a keto diet, I get that. You know, if you're not, uh, yeah, and, and you know, honestly, it actually isn't that bad. Considering that, um, when you actually drink milk, the crema. I know. I, I mean, when you actually drink coffee, it's the crema. That gives the um, almost like smoothness to the coffee because it cuts the bitterness of the bean. I mean, I worked in I, I worked in a coffee shop, like a mom and pop coffee shop, not Starbucks mm. or anything. So I know a little bit about coffee, but the butter actually does add to it. Ichigo, first things first. Star, <laughs> Starbucks is not real coffee. It, they're not. No, they're not. If you if you ask a lot of coffee aficionados, it's like, mm, do you want your your coffee beans burnt or? Um, Beyond recognition. Even their bl- um, even their blonde roast is just as horrid. Oh, it's it's pretty. It's yeah. I I don't think I've ever had a normal cup of coffee there that doesn't sear my taste buds off. See, <laughs> I I used to enjoy their coffee, and then I stopped drinking their coffee for a while, and then when I tried to drink their coffee again, it was gross. Sorry, I was just noticing that Ari is saying that he's trapped at work and he said, help me, in the comments. I um. I, 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 I'm suddenly <laughs> thinking of the, uh, the Weird Al song Trapped in the Drive-Thru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't worry, Ari. You'll be free soon. You'll be okay. You, we, you got this. Believe in a me that believes in you. Oh, my gosh. Don't even... No, none of that. Why? It's legitimate advice. <laughs> what are you going to thrust your drill into the sky, Gurren Lagan? Like, whoa, 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 whoa! This, this, this is a PG to R-rated podcast. Calm hey, yourself. Hey, it's part of the anime. It's a necklace, okay, guys? It's a necklace charm. I'm not. It's not what you might think, okay? I promise. 
Oh, man. We are live tonight, week of November 1st, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat lines such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla could use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash Network. And there is an IRC link that will bring you directly into the chat. And we were briefly talking about uh, Christmas songs in the chat room. And I strongly believe you should not listen to Christmas music until the week of Thanksgiving. Actually, it's like growing up, it was like you knew it was Christmas when you would turn on the radio after Thanksgiving and you would hear Kenny G playing White Christmas. So. As much holiday music that I have, as much as I love my techno remix, holiday remix Christmas music, I still do not touch that shit until the day, until the day after. So. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, you get pretty obsessive with Christmas music after that. Yeah, I, I admit that. I, I, I will, I, I will own up to that. I absolutely love it. But remember, I now, always th- see. I, I, I at least wait until December. See, but I at least throw you a bone when we do the pre-shows and stuff. Okay, so not a Scrooge or anything. Mm-hmm. Promise. Love the holidays when it's the holidays, but I literally cannot stand Christmas music. Here's why. There is no real, like, addressing of songs that address the actual pagan holiday that occurs during that time that the uh, Christianity... I'm, 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 I call myself Episcopagan, okay? So I'm Christian, but I also understand that there are ideas outside of my own religion or the religion I was raised on that um, might be, you know, the correct one. Um, and it just, it drives me insane. I don't know if it's just that I was, I was... I have been working retail too long or that like hearing Jingle Bells one too many times, but like I just, I can't, I can't unless it's Christmas Eve and Christmas day, like that's fine. But really, I mean, a week before Christmas might even be acceptable, but literally if it starts after Thanksgiving and now they're starting it right after Halloween or right before Halloween, it's ridiculous. You don't say. me now no it's it's definitely annoying i can't understand why it needs to start before december ever you know i can i can i can understand you know after december everybody's starting to get in the holiday spirit and whatnot but seriously for it to start before december and we get stuck listening to it for you know weeks upon weeks upon weeks no and and don't forget, I mean, it's probably on all the iHeart radio stations now. Because up until the, I was up until that point. There's this local station here in New York, uh, Z100. They would do the 24 hour of Christmas. So since that's all part of iHeart Radio, I expect so you turn on that network. It's gonna be that whole channel. I mean, hell, you go into any uh, streaming music application, you're gonna find a Christmas channel. It's probably one on Shoutcast. I mean. Honestly, right after Christmas, as it goes into New Year's and the first couple, first week or two of January, I actually start adjusting my 
list from less Christmassy to more of a holiday winter music and stuff like that. You know, nothing that really says Christmas. It's more talked about the holiday and the winter, stuff like that. You know. Yeah, and even Ari agrees. He can't stand Christmas music because stations start switching it over before Halloween. And I don't know about y'all, but I actually saw a, a Christmas commercial from Best Buy on Sunday. I'm just like, could you motherfuckers wait at least, oh, I don't know, two days? Two days. <sighs> so I guess we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, that horse was beaten. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Yay! Um, well, my week has been pretty uneventful. I've just been cleaning out my studio, trying to get it ready so that maybe I can start holding classes. Um, in my studio instead of traveling out. But I also have NecoCon coming this weekend, so I've been prepping for that as well. Um, if any of you are heading to NecoCon, definitely come check out my two panels. I'll be doing cosplay shenanigans. Um, and it's just a lot of fun, but that's basically been my week and day-ish. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-mm. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, very busy. Basically been trying to get everything together for this past weekend since I had a Halloween party. Which was fun. Uh, yeah. I finally got my stuff from Torrid, so now I have pretty dresses. That makes me happy. Other than that work. Sounds like a master plan. Yeah. But the party was definitely entertaining. Well, my weekend day it was pretty good. Um, I actually went out and partied over the, hol- over the Halloween weekend. I went to a party Saturday night and didn't get home till about 3. That was pretty fun. And then yesterday I went to the way station... Because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to stay at home. I'm going to go out. I figured, let me go for just about an hour. Hour and a half. And then just leave. I end up running into a bunch of Steven Universe costumers. And that was fun. I ran into Troy. It, it just turned out to be an amazing time. I bought a couple of people drinks. And we just chilled and had a good time. And I left right around the time they started playing Rocky Horror. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. Um, and, and I did go to both parties as Dr. Luigi, and for this one, last one, I forgot my stethoscope, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, people figure out who I am, so, and that was fun. I haven't, truthfully, outside of a convention, I haven't really nerded out like that in a very long time, and next year, I'm, I'm drag you along with me, Mako. Okay, because I was very, very jelly. And if we can, we'll bring Ichigo with us, too. That would be Yay! fun. Ichigo, j- just picture it. In your best 
floofy Lolita dress, having a libation and a steampunk themed bar. I would love that, actually. I have a few dresses that would fit the occasion. <laughs> and just, I made a plague doctor and, um, and, dress. And, and just so you know, it doesn't even have to be Halloween for you to walk in there and do that. So they love it. Yes! I love themed bars. I love it when they're able to stay open and they have enough of a cultural following. Um, that always makes it um, so much better because people can actually go and learn about the culture as well as enjoy libations from the era that are celebrated and everything like that. And what's cool is the libations are based off of um, the last eight or nine doctors from Doctor Who. A lot of it is, yeah, a lot of it is BBC, Doctor Who, Torchwood themed, and then you get into the uh, kind of steampunky stuff. Yep, and like, but considering considering the bathroom is the fucking TARDIS, of course, Mm -hmm. since it is bigger on the inside. uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. which not for nothing, I still have not been in that bathroom. I say, why wait until? Next Halloween, I figure maybe sometime next year we do this. We'll figure some shit. Oh, out. I'm 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 planning on kidnapping you, and we're going bar hopping in the city for my birthday. Okay. So that weekend, bar hopping in the city. I will prepare my liver. Good. And also, I went out and ordered some replacement cables because of the mishap at AAC. Because I left my XLR stereo cable at home, so I had the jury rig one from Radio Shack. And the audio playback got shifted to one side, and I couldn't even reshift the audio in my editing software. I had to rip it through VLC, throw it into Audition re-stereoize it and put it right back onto the video and render it out. I'm just like, nope. So I went out, ordered two cables, and I'm keeping one in my camera bag at all fucking times now. Makes sense. And I know the third one's floating around here somewhere, so that's quite alright. I'm going to start making sure I have, when it comes to my audio stuff, if I can, have two sets of cables because we all know I carry around three sets of digital cabling in my bag so because everything needs power oh and I accidentally uh, washed one of my DSLR camera batteries oops I didn't when I was pulling my laundry out I'm like what is this in the pocket oh so I took it out I let it sit there and dry it's still sealed. I put it in my camera. It worked fine. I took it out. It's sitting out. I'm probably still going to replace it just to be on the safe side. That's just me. Because I don't want to do anything that's going to cause uh, me to to violate the extended warranty on it, even though it's fully covered. Anything's plausible. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, next Halloween falls on a Tuesday. Okay. 
I think we could do something. Well, no, because if we're going to the way station, oh. we're not doing anything. Oh, right. I just realized it. So I guess that means we can either do a pre-show or just nothing at all. We'll figure something out. And, um... And Ari says, the maps put their Christmas stuff up on October 1st. Kmart has their Christmas shit up at the end of August or beginning of September. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I was trying to shop for Halloween shit and Christmas shit was already out two weeks ago. I was not happy. Most people aren't. Alright. We're going to go ahead and take our break, and when we get back, we got some cool stuff to talk about. So, let me bring the drop over here. So, we'll be back.
So I'm I'm sitting here catching up on Facebook, you know, you know, as as things go on as per normal, like who doesn't? And one of my friends is pissed off about the SEPTA strike, which for those who don't know, SEPTA is like Philly's mass transit system. They've been on strike for at least the last twenty four hours, and people are pissed. I can't say don't blame them. And I'm just like, I sympathize for my, for my mass transit friends, you know. I, I'm a bit opinionated slash split on unions. I mean, I was part of a union and I support them. But there are some unions out there that just are don't do shit. That's just fat and lazy like separate. Ronma, hmm? did you forget to turn on check-ins? Maybe. Sorry, they're bitching about it in chat. All right, it's done. Yep, check-ins are live. I, sorry about that. Hell, I've actually forgot to undo our usual tweet. So, oh well. Went through the wrong Twitter account. Shit happens. <laughs> Who's having Edgar Allan Poe over? Sorry, uh, that's my notification sound. I don't know why that went off, but everybody Twitter. always thinks it's a real bird. Yeah, Twitter went off. Hey, ha 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 ha. I only know that because mine just went off. Quote the Ichigo, <laughs> nevermore. <laughs> we'll find out on this episode. Okay, all right. Uh, let's get the party started. Okay. I, I, I have to cover this one because this article... Gave me life. Now, I, I saw this video float around on my Facebook. Actually, it was messaged to me from my friend Diana, who is an amazing cosplayer, Team Ranma. She loves Peachon. So, and I'm watching this video, and it just, like, oh my god, what what is this? And I shared it. And then it became an article on Crunchyroll, and my awesome friend, Char, said that they have an album. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and we're going to, most likely, we'll share this on our Facebook page later. It seems that there was a, there was a show in Japan called NHKE of Noto Jiman. It's been going on since 1946. This program... Not just for this person, travels around Japan's prefectures looking for local singers in a weekly music competition. It's sort of like the show they used to be on back in the day called Putting on the Hits or something like that. Solid Gold and all that cool shit. But, um, the updated variant of the show, Noto Jiman the World, does the same thing, but it's pulling local groups from across the, the globe. And you have, uh, singers. Coming to Japan, singing Japanese music. 2016 contestants come from all over, like Italy, Spain, Sweden, Argentina. And there was two acts from the United States. So, there is a local um, group out of New York City called the Glory Gospel Singers. And they sang the opening to Neon Genesis Evangelion. They didn't win the competition this time around. It went to Argentina and the Philippines for the big prizes. And a group out of Oregon won an award. But 
the song was absolutely amazing and it just blew the, the audience's mind and when you think about it if you've watched neon genesis evangelion and then you hear the opening thing sung in gospel it's like oh the series makes a little bit more sense don't you agree mako ichigo I thought it, it was very fitting. It was beautiful. I I was singing along. <laughs> this song gave me life, okay? Now, take a listen to this. I would like to see Gendo come out as a preacher going, Can I get an amen up in here? had to think of that and put that together somebody had to because it makes so much sense I, I i wish they had done like the full version of the song that would have been amazeballs mm. and as ari says on chat room at live.vognetwork.com this irony is killing me Alright, moving right along. Um, Mako, tell us about this horror anime master list, and would it match to your own list if you did one? Um, I don't know, because this, this basically takes things uh, by grouping. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just do horror. Um, it starts with creepy, 
And their choices are another. Uh huh. Ghost hunt. Uh. Yamishi bai. Uminiko when they cry. Uminiko's a good one. And, and that's just what they have for creepy. Mm. And I have to say, out of all of these, I've only seen a couple of the Uminiko. I don't think that's really creepy. That's more of a mental mind fuck in a way. Nothing along the lines of Ava or Ghosts in the Shell. Well, those aren't really horror anime. That's yeah. not creepy. Yeah. Um, for their bloody, they go with Higarashi when they cry. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen that, and holy fuck, that is bloody. Again, I don't see it as really a horror thing. Mm-hmm. I see it as a psychological mindfuck. Sort of like Saw in a way? Yeah. Okay. Um, Corpse Party, Tortured Souls. Again, it's got a little bit of that horror to mm-hmm. it, but... Yeah. Um, Elfin Lied. No, not really. No, it's not horror. It's again, it's, you know, it's gory, it's psychological mindfuck, but it's not horror. Just out of curiosity, uh, is Tokyo Ghoul listed here anywhere? Um, possibly. Okay. I, I didn't make it to the entire list when I was going through it. Can't say I don't blame uh, you. Geno Cyber? No, not really. No, it, again, it's just, it's, it is bloody, but I don't bloody. see it as, you know, a horror movie, bloody, like a horror anime. Bloody, yeah, it, it's just... The blood is there, but it's for how the story goes and the story itself isn't really horror in nature. It's it's sci it's more sci fi than anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there might be a slight difference too in the way that we think about horror versus the way that horror is construed in anime. Mm-hmm. Because True, a lot but... of Yeah. A lot of this is all story building. Like, we all think about it as story building. Like, the story cannot go on unless there is gore, unless there is story building, the character dies, there's a bloody murder or something. Especially with scary stories like like Ghost Hunter or Another or um, Higurashi no Nakakoro ni. Um, those characters are, are made to be creepy. And that's just the storyline. That's just how the story happens. However, if you're coming in off the street... I think that that's what maybe this article is more for. This this article says it's a master list of a scariest anime, but maybe it's just like a master list for people who are just coming into anime and want mm. to know what the scariest anime are. Um, there are a few on here that I personally find creepy, but in general, this list is kind of like, it's obviously stuff that is... Like, Corpse Party, obviously, it's going to be about corpses. It's going to have corpses in it. You know, like, some of the mm-hmm. names are just very straightforward, where other names, like, Elfin Lied. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Oh, she kills a bunch of people. Oh, okay, maybe not so cute. Um, you know, so that's just another way to think about it. Yeah, and then you've got, they've got the next one, the next heading is Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm into when I think of horror anime. Um, so you've got your Helsing Ultimate, yeah. you've got your Shiki, you've got your Hell Girl. Um, this is where I would put other of this, uh, you know, this is what I 
what I watch. This is the manga I read. Uh, then they go mindfuck. And this is, again, I don't find these scary. And to me, horror has to be either suspenseful or scary or something. And their first one for mindfuck is Paranoia Agent. And then Monster and Lane. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't really... scream yeah. horror movie to me. Um, then in their movies, they've got Lily C.A.T., Blood Last Vampire, which I, I I absolutely love the Blood series. Um, Kako Renbo, Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, Perfect Blue? Yeah, because it's it's a movie um, instead of an actual series. Mm. But again, I I see it more as psychological mindfuck. I don't see you know. To me, I equate horror with scary. And then they're, uh, according to them, the scariest anime series, uh, Yami Shibai. And, you know, I haven't seen that one, but for the ones of these that I have seen, like, I don't see it as scary. You know, I see, even Helsing, I don't see it as scary. It's classified as a horror, but I think that's more because it's supernatural and deals with vampires and zombies and Bullshit like that. I would just classify it as supernatural. Because Mm. to me it's not scary. You also have a higher tolerance for scary, right? Like if you saw a zombie walking down the street at you, you're not automatically going to freak the fuck out and go hysterical. You're actually going to like take a bat. Like I'm very, very pragmatic when it comes to horror. Like things don't usually scare me. However, like the general public gets unnerved. And when people get unnerved about things, especially things in Serial Experiment Lane, where it's a very graphic kind of almost realistic but not hyper-realistic style in some instances when she's dealing with some of the creatures and stuff like that. Um, People find things scary that are unnerving. It might not be horrible. It might not, like, be terrifying, cause terror. But it might just be so creepy enough, like hearing a door shut when there's no one in the room. That's scary to some people. But yeah, personally, I, I, like, yeah. Truthfully, most of the scary movies out, uh, I, I laugh at them. I mean, when I was younger, I was scared shitless of scary movies. Me too, and I still am to a certain extent. But now, like, I watch all of those movies that I was scared of and go, I was scared of this shit. What the fuck? And I laugh at it because it's all so freaking corny now. I have not seen a really good Horror suspense movie in a very long time. Now, I agree. Now, 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 let me ask you. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of feel like there's two types of horror. It's like the horror flick that you can watch any time throughout the year. And then you have... Saw. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, seasonal horror. And like like Halloween, Friday the thirteenth. But what I'm saying is you got some anime out there, you know. And if you watch it right, which is a horror one, it could be a it could be considered a seasonal one outside of like all uh Hell Sing or something like that, you know? See what I'm saying? No, I mean I tend to watch a lot more of that type of stuff during October and Halloween. Mm. But it, I would still sit down and watch all that shit. 
normally. I mean, it's probably just me because I've seen what Japan claims to be scary, and they put out some real bombs, too. Mm. But at least, you know, when you're going to sit down and watch, you know, what Japan thinks of as a premium horror movie, that shit is fucked up. Mm. Like, if you're watching the original Grudge like the Japanese version yeah. or the Dual. ring, the yeah. Japanese version. That shit is fucked up. That shit is creepy as fuck. But you get into some of this and it's ridiculous. And it's still, you know, I don't know. You know what What gets me? Okay, so I don't watch horror movies for scary anymore because I just tear them apart because I worked in special effects and I worked in theater and I just, I, I cannot, I cannot. Like... There, unfortunately, in a lot of horror movies, are problems with set setup, there's problems with makeup, there's problems with, you know, a little bit of everything, and not everybody is going to be fooled by viscera or liquid being strewn across a body and making it look like it's bleeding or actual blood, because, let's be honest, corn syrup does not look like blood. The red of blood in movies is, it's basically amplified to give that scare factor, to, to make you think that's what it is, but it's not. Um, so we watched Hush, uh, last night, which is a basically a horror film about a deaf girl in a house. And I just kept yelling at the screen because I was just so, I just, I had to stop watching because I just can't with some movies. I'm just like, it's too corny. It's just, they wanted it to be good, but it just, there were things that threw me off and didn't, I feel like a, a, I watch it for the art now. Like I'll watch it, the creativity of the storyline, the um, special effects, like the wounds and stuff, if they're creative, like how the, the blood pumps and gags and stuff go. And uh, otherwise, like, and creative storyline. Like otherwise, I just, really, really corny movies or things like that, I just can't because I yell at the TV and then my husband gets upset because I ruin movies for him. But well, I understand uh, that was me last night. I... My cousin and I decided that we were going to sit and watch The Curse of Sleeping Beauty. Oh my god, what a weird movie. Not scary weird or anything like that, just weird. But the main thing that I had an issue with, and I kept screaming at the TV, is because everything was fucking tinted blue. Oh yeah, I remember you bitching about that. I saw your post about that last night. (laughs) I freaking hate that. The only bit of color in this entire movie was during dream sequences. And I get it, you know, they're trying to show the difference between real life and the dreams. But at the same time, there was absolutely no color other than blue, dark blue, and black in 90% of the freaking movie. I miss movies that use color correctly. Instead of trying to be dramatic. But I think that's part of the issue with this is they're, they're getting way too artsy with horror. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at this. I can't see paranoid Asian as mind fuck. Maybe because it's, I I like it. If you want a mind fuck, go watch Evangelion. I mean, shit. 
Lane, yeah, that's a mind fuck. I can see that. Oh, Lane is definitely a mind fuck. Actually, what to was be that, honest, what was that cat anime that came out? Uh, what? Well, yeah, cat soup. That should be on the fucking list. Shoujo Subaki should also be on the list. I know I talked about this series before, but mm-hmm. I recently watched it. And it's an older series. Um, it's like Midori Shoujo Subaki. And it's basically a piece that was done in the early revival period. Um, and it is really, really weird. It's like so weird that it's creepy weird. It's not just silly weird. It's very 19... 19- 20s inspired kind of ero guro and it's i mean it's got a lot of kind of sexual undertones and stuff like that like unfortunately there's certain scenes that might be triggers for some people but mm-hmm. it was legitimately kind of like creepy um and the style of the animation might be hard to watch for some folks because it's done in the older style where like the shifting of the images isn't isn't like your high quality CG stuff nowadays. It's the older style of animation. Um, because what had happened is they destroyed a lot of it because it was just so offensive in mm-hmm. Japan and only a handful of bootleg copies existed. So if you haven't had a chance to watch something creepy recently and you don't get triggered by a lot of very, very questionable things, um, Shoujo Subaki was legitimately a scary series and that should have made this list, but I know why it didn't. Okay. Maybe we should put together like more like a recommended list of our own. We'll figure it out. We'll see. But um moving right along. Ichigo, what about this recalled album? Oh, you mean the one voice actor Nobuhiko Okamoto's album? Yeah. Hmm. So a mere day after its release. The first album of voice actor Nobuhiko Okamoto, Happis, was recalled by its label, Lantis. Um, it had become aware that one song on the album, unfortunately titled Bokura no Catastrophe, Our Catastrophe, shares the same score as Kenichi Suzumura's Hitotsu 1. The video com- There's a video in the article that compares the two songs. Um, but in a statement posted on the website, Lantis explains that although Suzumura has performed Hitotsu in concert, it has never been recorded on CD. This led it to be introduced into Nobuhiko Okamoto's album production process as an unpublished work. A revised version of Hapis will go on sale with a different product on January 21st, and the customer of the original versions are asked to return the CD, along with any included materials, to Atlantis user support. <laughs> well, we already know what's going to happen. There are people who are returned it and already have a ripped copy, and it's probably floating on a few J-pop torrent sites as we speak. Oh, I that's not even... It's just a joke at this point. It's mm. basically a, oh, sh- oh, shit, we let it slide. Like, like what? what? Um... Lantis apologizes on behalf of Okamoto, Suzumura, and their fans. Um, Okamoto's anime roles have included Accelerator in A Certain Magical Index, Woo, one of my faves, Nikaido in March Comes in Like the Lion, and Bakugo in My Hero Academia. So good. 
he's released several mini albums and singles, but Hot Piece was his first album with like a full set of 10 songs. Um, I just think that's hilarious that they would use one of their other previous artists, even though they're not a recording artist. Like, why would you use, I mean, I guess if you change the score well enough, but in the video, it's pretty much the same exact score. Like, at least put a backbeat into it. At least do something. I know nowadays I'll listen to the, the radio. And back in the 90s, I used to be able to go, oh, my God, it's the Jim Blossoms. Oh, my gosh, it's Garbage. Oh, my gosh, it's Gwen Stefani. Like, I used to be able to tell what song was playing. But nowadays, it's like, oh, is that Kanye West or is that Drake? Like, what? Who is that? Who is playing right now? See, and See, this is proof ugh. that Ichigo is even blacker than me. Oh my god. I'm uh, not though. Like I'm so pasty white they don't make cosplay foundation for me. Um Yeah, but you got the booty to make the brother go hey now. But anywho <laughs> There's a video here that kinda compares it. Let's see how that comes through if it here we go. Hitotsu is on the left and catastrophe is on the right. Okay, now if I first heard uh, heard that, the first thing out of my mouth is, is that Jim Blossoms? <laughs> it does sound like them. It does have that kind of like somber startup kind of sweet, bittersweet feel if, to it. But yes, if not them, as Smash you can mouth. see, it is very, 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 very similar, like strikingly so. And I don't understand how they thought that they were going to get away with it. Sorry, Lantis. All right, and in our chat room, refer back to our last article about horror films, uh, anime. Rage says, if you like horror games, play Yaris, the Burger King games, E.T., and Superman 64. They're all so bad, they're scary and will scar you for life. I don't know about Yaris, but you get what you pay for. Anywho... Moving right along. Marco. Uh, yeah, so it seems that actual figure skaters are starting to endorse Yuri on Ice. And I think this is the first time where actual people from a sport to actually endorse an anime, some anime, something like this, you know? Well, at the same time... Some of the stuff that's been out for sports hasn't, how do I say this delicately? There's no such thing as delicacy on, delicately on this show. You don't. And let's be honest, figure skating hasn't gotten that much attention. It's probably looking for a new bedfellow. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just that. I mean, there's a lot of sports anime out there. Mm-hmm. But you've got to think about a sport that is popular worldwide, that is going to attract a lot of attention worldwide. Ping pong doesn't do that. Um, basketball that actually focuses on the game doesn't do that. Swimming that focuses on boy love does that. <laughs> 
Mm. Ice skating. Yeah, ice skating. Yeah, I was gonna ice say skating does that. <laughs> so, you know, ice skating is one of the most popular sports out there. I mean, this is crap that plays on TV all over the place. Whereas, you know, football is football here and handball in other places and not as popular. And, you know, basketball is more popular here than other places. And baseball is more popular here and in Japan. But, you know, figure skating is something that is popular everywhere. And by uh, quote-unquote non-sports people. So one of the first people to actually mention anything was, uh, and I'm going to screw up these names so horribly, so I apologize now. Mm-hmm. Yevgenia Medved- Medvedev. <laughs> uh, she's a Russian... Yeah, she's the Russian figure skater uh, who won the 2016 World Champion. She's the one that um, did the whole Sailor Moon show when she went to uh, Japan. Um, And I guess fortunately, but unfortunately, her... Twitter has been more on the boy love aspect than on the figure skating aspect. Um, Yeah. So, I I mean, there's that. And she declares herself as an anime otaku. She's very big into anime, so I'm not surprised that something like this that is based off of her livelihood is going to get her attention. Um, Japanese ice skater uh, Masato Kimura, who is ranked 15 nationally in 2014, is also a fan. Um, but he's actually, you know, tweeting stuff about the series as an ice skater. He actually um, has a very small recorded personal performance that he does to the anime's opening theme song, History Maker. Um, the Russian figure skater, uh, Yevgeny Plushenko, who's a four-time Olympic medalist, also seems to be a, a fan. He's been posting uh, Japanese tweets to his Facebook page, directing readers uh, to Crunchyroll's Yuri's Yuri on Ice page. Um, there's also rumor that he is the model for Victor Nikovrov, but uh, Victor's voice actor basically has denied any of that. So, yeah, completely different turn depending on where in the uh, fandom I guess you are. But uh, I think it's fun that uh, they're you know the sports members are actually acknowledging the anime and enjoying it whether it's just for boy love or the actual sport itself 
Whether you love it or hate, as much as you love it, just make sure you buy the merch to support it. Yeah, I haven't started watching that one yet. I have a lot of friends who are already getting cosplays ready for it, and I'm like, well, you gotta learn to bind to wear those uh, sheer shirts. So, uh, we'll have some fun with that in the next few months, seeing uh, your local cosplayers doing some Yuri on Ice. Talking about crossplay, um, so you guys remember that article we did on Tokyo Comic Con yeah. banning male crossplayers, specifically male crossplayers that don't pass as their feminine countertypes or are being obviously legitimately trolling people, such as like Misty or Manfei. Sorry for those of you um, who might have been uh, unfortunately <laughs> brainwashed earlier, but I have reminded you. Um, so, Tokyo Comic Con, oops. On the 21st of this month, October rather, sorry, I'm still in Halloween, um, they instituted a ban on male crossplay. The ban ignited a controversy, obviously, on foreign websites, including, you know, Anime News Network, Kotaku, Facebook, everywhere. And especially since no such ban was instituted for its female counterpart or female crossplay, uh, since the con committee really didn't give us any reason. <laughs> No legitimate reason anyway, except for the kind of underlying reason that they just didn't want unattractive, like societally unattractive males um, at their convention scaring people away. Um, the speculation was that those types of rules were put into place to prevent a large number of middle-aged men in school uniforms from attending, or visual terrorism, as crossplay photographer Naoko Tachibana referred to it. Um, honestly, I think that they are some of the cutest. There is actually a really great little old man who has, like, the whitest beard, the longest beard ever, and he is the cutest little schoolgirl ever. Oh, Sailor um, Fuku Oji-san. So adorable. Oh, my God, if I got to meet him, I would just, uh, I would have tea with him. It would be amazing. Um, especially with Lady Beard. Like, Lady Beard was legitimately sad about this, too. Um, however, the committee has since rescinded the ban, and according to a post on Tokyo Comic Con's Facebook page, as a result of committee consultations, we removed the ban on male crossplay. However, to accompany this, we will have different colors for men and women on the on-site cosplay registration IDs. Cosplay registration IDs will be checked at the entrances to bathrooms and changing rooms, so please bring them with you. We kindly request your understanding and cooperation. Hashtag what this pinkies up. <laughs> yeah, what this color coding is, basically, is that they want to make sure that you are the gender you say you are, or if someone is confused or um, you are not sure what gender you present as. I know I have some friends who are agender or neutral gendered. Um, then you can identify with these colors. I still think it's ridiculous, but it's their way of adapting their previously mistake, um, like mistake laden kind of controversial thing. And they're trying to basically adapt it. Um, the cosplay registration costs $4.79 $4 a day or 500 yen. And the con has numerous other cosplay restri restrictions, including a ban on cosplay outside of designated photography areas, an underwear requirement, a ban on police, firefighter, military uniforms, and a ban on cosplay with excessive exposure that creates extreme discomfort. Um, however, they're saying that bans and restrictions aren't aren't unusual on male crossplay in Japan. However, male cross-dressing cross is hardly unheard of, of course, as they say Sailor Fuku Oji-san and Ladybeard demonstrate. 
Um, I feel like it was a very tactful way that they are trying to fix what they made a mistake with. However, if you're going to pursue it against one gender, it should be um, unbiased as far as that aspect. If you're going to pursue it after females or males or people who don't identify specifically as one gender or multi-gender, um, you know, just just make it even. Like, it, it's not that hard. Just just apply it everywhere. Ichigo out. Mic drop. Oh, oh I completely agree with that. As do I. But let's not get into the whole age, gender, non-gender. Let's not. That, 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 that kind of makes it go towards Tumblr. I'd rather not even be anywhere near Tumblr when this article first came out and this follow-up one. Oh, there... No. <sighs> Anywho... <clears throat> Now, we're going to talk about something that happened to a Japanese idol singer who decided to put themselves under voluntary house arrest. Now, the Japan's idol music industry, is, it's heavily based on the fans. If you like the artists, you like the idol group, you'll buy their stuff to support them. And, of course, you'll talk about how much you love them, you want to meet them, and so forth. But there are some lines you don't cross like wanting to rape an idol singer you, you, you kind of leave that stuff to the JAV videos and to the back of your imagination just saying now if you think I'm making this up I am not now there is an idol girl who performs under the stage name of Magical Girl Riri Palm. Now, on the official site, on the 21st, a notice was posted where she was thanking her fans and her support. Now, and she also put on there that as of the 22nd, this is going to be no more. Appearances have been canceled, no more concerts, and stuff like that. Now, what had happened is that there was a fan who got pretty much stalker tendencies. And we have watched the news, read articles of actors and singers here being stalked and shit happening. It's happened. Now, this one fan who was just making threats against the singer. And this fan has actually said that, you know, going to prison for three years for raping her wouldn't be so bad. At that point, uh, the managers of the idol singer, they documented everything and pretty much brought it to the police and they pretty much stopping all idol activities until the police can handle this. Now, we've talked about on this show previously about things that have happened to idol singers in the past, like one group where two were two girls were stabbed, you know, and that was just absolutely ridiculous now once as per um, this idol singer magical girl Riri Palm once the investigation wraps up and they handle this whole situation she will resume um, her idol performing and so forth which is good 
and I hope that happens soon. But one thing is that doesn't really help that on her official website is her measurements. I don't think that even American singers have that stuff on their website. But if you read enough magazines and figure out stuff, you can kind of figure it out. But it's not really how you say uh, published, you know. I I will say Mm. that, you know, that's just a cultural thing, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, we we don't have um, doctors come in once a year and take our measurements, Mm -hmm. like boobs and everything. Yeah. So I think that's just something that they're also somewhat used to dealing with. I don't understand why they would need to post it, but I would not be surprised if more places had things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering that they have it in anime, and I'm not even talking about, you know, more adult anime. They have it in, in middle schoolers and high schoolers. Yeah. They're like, bust, yeah. waist, hips. Yeah, you want to know all these sizes, don't you? And it's all on the trading cards and all that shit, you know? Uh-huh. Speaking of this in general, I know that a few months ago we did cover the article on the one stabbing of the um, voice actress slash idol. Mm-hmm. And then we also covered um, the, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. But we covered that one where it was very important. And then there was a meme that was actually posted around, floating around Facebook for any of those who follow that kind of stuff. I, I follow a lot of Japanese culture things. So it slid, slid across my Facebook um, homepage and it was basically this idol and it was, people were giggling because it was this idol like eating junk food or bad food or like cupcakes and stuff. And then her manager taking it away. Um, if, for those of you one. who don't know, they're required by law, like not by law, but by the, the binding of their contracts with their companies with their management companies, they can literally lose a contract if they gain pounds or inches mm-hmm. from eating, like, foods that they're not supposed to or candy or presents that are given to them by fans. Like, they literally are monitored. Every calorie they intake or everything they drink and eat is monitored by these companies because they have this ideal that they want to keep them at. Because if they're not at that ideal, if they're not that ideal waifu that you strive for, like, you, you, you lose your job. So, yeah, they got to keep like that perfect image at all costs, you know. And it's, I think it's kind of ridiculous, but you know what? I guess it's the uh, how the cu- the culture is, you know. Maybe hopefully things mm-hmm. will slightly change. Alright, now that we got all of that out the way, let's change it up a little bit. We're going, let me go ahead and wake up the Skype computer and... kind of get things going. I 
actually like this version. This version is a little bit better than the Chipmunks version you were playing earlier on, I, I like the Chipmunks version. I'm bouncing around in my chair. And the reason why I say I wanted to do DDR to that, because this, this one is from uh, DDR. Yeah. Okay, so instead of playing our normal music, I decided to play a little bit of this, you know, kind of go with the theme of what's going on, even though um, Halloween was yesterday, but you know us, we always go, we always go over the norm. So as we bring up the Skype line, I'm going to, we're going to do the open forum topic. Now, as Skype line comes up, I just want you to know if you have any questions about tonight's show, you have any questions for us or anything, drop us a line at Anime Jam Session. Due to time constraints, all calls are cut to two minutes. And now what we're going to do is open forum topic where we ask all of you a question. It's something that regards to tonight's show or anything along those lines. And we ask that you, if you don't want us to use your real name, put a different name before you uh, post and we'll handle it from there. And... And Skype line, I just opened the son of a bitch and the line is just exploding. So, and I think I know who's calling in. So, speak your mind, good sir. Helps if I have my goddamn microphone unmuted, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah, Skype's saying, your microphone's really, really quiet. Yeah, my microphone's really fucking muted. Thanks for that, guys. Hey, Ari, what's going on, bro? Nothing, just got done work, and I'm back on the fucking evening shift because the woman I was covering, who had gone away on maternity leave, came back. Well, that's only a temporary thing, bro. I hope so. I know so, man. Come on, it's not that bad. Hi, Mako. Hi, Ichigo. Hi. Hi, hi. <clears throat> so, anyway, um, I was at Mako's party last this past weekend yeah how was that you know give us a quick breakdown it was pretty fun mostly just listening to holly music and then singing karaoke of course she and had the whole setup too lot. you know the like the book with all the songs and all that doesn't surprise uh, me the now i have to come up to your house and sing karaoke and make everyone go deaf yes <laughs> no, no. That, that's my job no that was me singing lincoln park that was causing that So, are we still going on about the open forum topic? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And as I'm getting into it real quick, uh, this the open forum topic is this. Halloween costumes. Do you think that costumes are pushing the boundaries of offensiveness? Do you think that there are some costumes that should not be worn because it offends someone? Okay. Uh, Kelly says, it depends. I mean, depends. I'm not really big on using religious symbols as costumes, and obviously using race costumes are a huge no-no. Seriously, don't do black, yellow, red face. But I'm planning on cosplaying as Dr. Facilier and painting a skull on my face, so there's that. Okay. Serenity41088 says, uh, People these days are too fucking sensitive. Now I can understand if someone wants to be a dumbass dressed as Hitler or as a member of the KKK, but really people need to realize what their main basis of Halloween is. Do your damn history homework and then come back to me about offensive costumes. Okay. 
and um, from Nemesis 47, as long as you're not going in blackface, a Klansman, or a Nazi, you're fine. Otherwise, it's Halloween, dress as you want, and enjoy that time of year. Life is too short to be offended by something that's going to be worn once a year. Uh, our society has gone too petty and too soft lately to be offended over something as stupid as Halloween costume. As the great George Carlin said, don't fret the petty things, don't pet the sweaty things. And I have to agree, I mean, there are some things you don't do, blackface, KKK, not, you don't do that. But I just think everything else is fair game under the sun, because for the most part, it's just for the holiday, you're not being offensive, everyone's having a good time. Now, if you're being a dick about it, and you're doing it, and people know that, then that's a different story. Yeah, I don't, like, well, A, you're, you're, you're giving me a lot of credit thinking you'd find a, a, a off the off the rack costume in my size. Number one, <clears throat> number two. I mean, I don't you know, like I, I won't dress up as like something that I think is offensive, mm-hmm. you know, because you know whether or not I think it's offensive as a move boy because I know what the consequences would be. Right. If I dress up like if I smear black face paint on and go dress up like as a friggin' mammy from Gone with the Wind, I know the last things I hear. The last words I'm going to hear before I get a severe ass beating is, we come up for you, you know, like Booker mm-hmm. T. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've seen, like, the dumbasses who don't know they're being dumbasses and how they operate. And that's, that. that's the, uh, I know not what not to do. Gotcha. All right. Ichigo, Mako. Um, well, you know, to take it a little farther, um, I think it, a lot of that too deals with not only the whole racial issues that occur with costumes throughout the year slash during Halloween, but also with things that still touch a lot of people's lives, like the people that dressed up as the Twin Towers during 9-11. Yeah. Or, you know, those kind of questionable things where normal human beings would just, you know, with with common sense and empathy for their fellow man would probably not, you know, would err on the side of caution um, as far as doing things like that. Um, personally, I, um, as long as you're kind of abiding by pretty much common social cues, so not using race as a costume, not using culture as a costume, but if there is something where, I know with um, Lolita, a lot of people see that as a costume when it's definitely a fashion, but there are parts of the fashion that are definitely partially costume, like when you do OTT, that's for special events, so obviously Mm -hmm. you're not going to wear that all the time. Um, I, you know, as long as you're having fun, and you're not offending anybody or hurting anybody. Um, to me, you're you're all good. So that's just how I see it. But that's pretty much cosplay on the whole level. Like I had a hard time deciding what to be for Halloween because I had too many costumes. <laughs> so I was a party animal, <laughs> and that worked perfectly fine. Cool, cool, Mako. Um. <laughs> Let, let's just say that my my answer can get me into a lot of trouble. So you're um, pleading the fifth? Well, no. I just, as long as you're not trying to be offensive, as long, and I'm talking about cultural aspect too. You know, I've seen a lot of shit, and I think the uh, the whole Japanese geisha thing was what, brought this forum topic up actually when i had pe- kind of had that up mm. before that so mm. yeah. 
I mean, when the people in the country that, you know, Americans are claiming, you know, as cultural stealing, basically tell you to shut the fuck up, you need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) So when a little girl decides that she's going to do a Japanese tea party and dress as a geisha... And she gets things as authentic as possible. Shut the fuck up. Yes. You know, obviously blackface is horrible. But at the same time, you know, not that there's, you know, an excuse to do any of that. But, you know, my take on, you know, if somebody wants to use self-tanner... And doesn't go into, you know, the horribleness of it. Let them be tan. You know, if somebody wants to dress as a Native American. And I'm not talking about, you know, the feather in the headbands and wearing practically nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about researching and doing cultural appropriate outfits. Shut the fuck up. If they are trying to honor your culture, if they are trying to honor a specific, you know, cultural event or something like that, that is, you know, not seen negatively. And by that, I mean, don't do fucking Nazi shit. Then shut the fuck up because they aren't trying to offend you. They are trying to you know, honor something. And if their way of honoring something is to actually do the research and actually do shit correctly, don't fuck that over for them. You know, if somebody wants to wear a fucking kimono and Japanese fucking people in Japan say, all right, that's pretty cool. Shut the fuck up. There you go. You know, and I'm talking about all of that type of garb. If they are actually, you know, doing the research research and trying to do it correctly, don't bring them down because they're actually trying to honor you, not fuck you over. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase, name. All right, cool. All right. Um, Ari, thanks for calling and giving us your two cents on the open forum topic, bro. No problem. All right, take care, and we'll see you soon. Also, I'm doing NaNoWriMo this month, so uh, be sure to look for for that going on. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait, bro. See you later. 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 And interesting timing, too, because Skype on, on the Skype computer just crashed, so I'm let it do its thing, and I'm just shutting it down for right now. So if you're calling in, my apologies. Now that we got that out the way, let's um, make some slight adjustments here and flip over to an enjoyable part of the show. Strange news from Japan. I want to do the last one. I want to do the last one. Good. Because I think Mako should do the first one. Oh, okay. So I get to, you know, 
talk about Moroku again. Yes. All right. So a Buddhist monk has been arrested on suspicion of using counterfeit money he produced at work at work in paying a high school girl for a date. Wow. The 28-year-old is suspected of giving fake uh, 10,000 yen bills to the then 17-year-old girl on March 29th as the quote-unquote fee for a date at a hotel in Gifu. It's a practice known as Enjo Kosai, which is compensated dating, which is often a euphemism for prostitution. Uh. The fake bills are believed to actually have been made by the Buddhist himself at the temple in Ogeki that he worked. Um, and then police stated that they knew each other uh, via the internet. When the girl, uh, the girl first realized the bills were fake when she tried to use one at a drugstore. She's received at least two fake bills, while police said they found three other fakes with the same serial number in Gifu and Aichi prefectures. Mm. So, a monk that can't keep it in his pants because he's broke decides to, you know, pay in fake bills for sex. Oh, Moroku, what will Sango think? Sango would kick his fucking ass. That's yeah. what Sango would think. Yeah. Yes, yes, she would. <laughs> I just think it's funny that this girl, okay, if you're selling your body, okay, I don't know, maybe it's her first time doing this. Maybe, like, the monk found her as, like, um, someone who's coming to the shrine. Like, you gotta know what money looks like, sweetheart. You gotta know. Like... Even fake bills, there are ways to tell that they are fake. So you got to brush up on that, sweetheart, if you're going to stay in this kind of business. And what's interesting, I'm reading the comments. People are saying he's he's a pedophile. Now, by American standards, I can see that. But in Japan, 13 is the legal age of consent. Yeah, even in America, it's 16 for some states. It's a state-by-state -state basis. Yep. Although, I believe when you're that young, there can only be a certain number of years between, you know, the 16 and the high count. Yeah, like I four... don't know what that is, though. So, I think it's like 16 and 18. I'll, I'll 16 and 21. I was thinking between two, between two and four years, something like that. Yeah, I know it's not a very long gap, so yes and... America, he would still be considered, you know, mm -hmm. a pedophile only if the girl's parents uh, complained. Mm-hmm. But the, as I'm reading it, the national age of consent is 13 in Japan for sex, but various prefectures and cities kind of adjust that, you know, you know, as per basis. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, he here's one for you. Um, a foreigner was accused for shoplifting tea in Japan, and he blames the person blames label for it, a.k.a. 
Why does English happen in Japan? And we've talked about this on the show before. Um, various logos and labels make you say one thing and it says something else. Now, we're going to talk about a, uh, a person in Japan who goes by the handle of Domoboku on Twitter. Who had witnessed some odd use of English while inside a Japanese convenience store. Now, he stepped into the store when a non-Japanese Asian had been opening, had openly drinking from a bottle of tea he grabbed from the shelf without paying for it. And there was an argument in regards to it going back and forth. Now, this user picked up the bottle and it says on there, free tea. Now, everything, whether it's America or trans, is labeled with a price in a store. And if it does not have a price, you ask somebody. Now, I'm looking at the picture. It does say on the, la- on the, on the, t- on the tea label, dr- soft drink label, free tea. But there is a tag underneath it with a price. But a lot of times, we don't check the price. We just grab the package and just keep going. And that kind of causes the issue. Right across the label, it says free tea. And this is a brand of tea that's distributed by Japanese beverage company Polka Sapporo. Now, here's a brief explanation as to how it ended up with this unorthodox name. The big selling point, it has what's called a GABA extract. Polka Sapporo claims that this gives the tea relaxing property and builds free tea as the beverage encouraging that people be free from a stress-filled society. Using the Japanese word kaiho, which means free liberate, and written with a particular kanji that explains that. Unfortunately, when it comes to English, just throwing the word free in front of something somewhat implies that it's not it's not liberated, but it's just complimentary. So. Yeah, I think we covered something similar, but this was actual, you know, Japanese writing yeah. that said, take me home. Yeah, the magazine. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, questionable English, my favorite. Yeah. But there is a price that's marked 130 yen. Which is a dollar twenty six. After all, you know, convenience stores aren't generally too keen on customers just helping themselves with a refreshing drink without paying, unless the customer may be the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And actually, what happened two years ago, the Dalai Lama actually walked into a convenience store in. And rural Japan. Yeah. Anywho. Ichigo. So, Ranma, do you have a pen, a pineapple, and another pen and an apple? Because if you do, you might go viral like this lovely guy did. I'm sure uh, (laughs) those of you who follow kind of pop culture or weird viral cultural things that happen. Um, we'll know about Papa, 
the um, <laughs> the song, <laughs> I have a pen, I have an apple, ah, uh, apple pen. Um, it's by a Japanese comedian, Kosaka Daimao, stage character, Pico Taro. And he quickly became an internet sensation. Like, I can't, I'm just, I, it was ridiculous because the first time that I heard heard of him, my friend Ina had posted it online and gone, ha, this is going to be your new ringtone. Little did I know Oh, my gosh. I want you to know I have not heard this song. I have seen the various memes, but I have not listened to this song. And that is like a remix of the song out. Yes. There are so many remixes. There are people that have covered it on YouTube. There's people that have covered it on Twitter, on Snapchat, everywhere. Like, you can't... It's cute and it's addictive, but it's like the stupidest song ever. Which is... Why it is... Oh, God. I Oh, now it's stuck in my head, Ranma. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. So, those of you who know about this song, and those of you who don't, I'm sorry for ruining your life. Um, There's a hilarious clip that received over 7.9 million views and 4,000 comments in just one month since its release. Months later, the song about sticking a pen inside a pineapple and an apple has more than 67 million views. Christ. I, it, I just, uh, it's led to a number of spin-off products and even a pen pineapple apple bread from Japanese bakery Kanagawa. Now Pico Taro's management company is teaming up with the Tree Village store area at the foot of Tokyo Sky Tree for the grand opening of an official cafe featuring all the flash trimmings you'd expect from anything associated with a leopard print wearing star and his video. The front of the store features Pico Taro, the character of the comedian, surrounded by the colors of gold and pineapple, while the store sign includes images of a pen, pineapple, and an apple pen. Inside, there's a menu. (laughs) I'm sorry. Inside, there's a menu that features items branded with the PPAP logo, including parfaits, pancakes, sodas, a burger, and a fresh pineapple juice served inside a whole fruit. Prices range from 420 yen, or $3.99, for the tea, and up to 878 yen for the pineapple juice. Most of the items include a chocolate pen and slices of fruit, so you can act out the song while eating. Thinking of the fans. (laughs) You can also. I'm looking at this one part where he got into the Guinness Book World Records for the shortest song to appear on the U.S. Billboard chart. What the? Yes, he got on in the Guinness Book of World Records for the shortest song to appear on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts, where PPAP debuted as number 77, and the catchy tune shows no signs of slowing down in popularity. Fans after the taste of Pico Taro, ugh. And his hit song will be able to enjoy the cafe, which will sell specially branded merchandise for a limited time between the 1st to the 20th of November. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I, 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 I got to hear this. Oh, dear God. No. Yes. Make it so. It can't be that bad. Is it, Mako John? <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you're playing this. 
have a pen. I have a apple. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Pineapple pen. Apple pen. Pineapple pen. Pen pineapple. Apple pen. <laughs> I told you not to play it. <laughs> Are you tapping out? Apple pens right now? No, I'm not tapping out. No. No, 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 no. Y you see, this reminds me of something else that came across my feed. I think Mako-chan pointed this to me, and I think we played this on the show. I think. I don't remember, but I know we came across this, and it goes a little something like this if YouTube will actually get off of its ass and actually plays? Hmm. Now I'm worried. Do we remember this gem? I do, but it's not as bad. Like, I don't know. He's actually more pleasant to listen to, I think, than yeah. yodeling. <laughs> this is a lot better. Yeah, sounds. it's the chicken one. Yeah. I forgot about the chicken sounds. Which reminds me, I actually need a rip of that to add to my collection for reasons being. Oh. Okay. Now, now that uh, my mind has been warped yet again. And I You're have, welcome. And I have no one but to blame but myself. Again. Told you not to play it. Mako? How long have you known me? Sometimes, though. Sometimes I know what I'm talking about and you just need to listen. <laughs> Mako? Like Sometimes you just really, really, really need to listen to me. Because Ma I know what I'm talking about. Mako, have you forgotten that I'm a glutton for punishment? Oh no, I haven't forgotten. But there are some times that you really need to listen to me so that I don't get these fucking stupid-ass songs stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Mako. I'll find something else even worse to replace that song with. Mm. And on that note, we'll be back.
Did he just say Christopher Columbus? That's what it sounded like. No, that's that's literally what he said. He said Christopher Columbus, and it was like, what? Well, alrighty then. And <laughs> in uh, here, Rageinator is mentioning worse songs to play for Ichigo, which uh, is Funk That. Dirter Dead Trade Baby and that mmm song by Crash Test Dummies. And yes, Rageinator, uh, Z100 is the local radio station here in New York City. I mentioned it sort of like at the top of the show. And and I mentioned to Bob Coffee about the PPAP song, which he just heard it when he tuned in, so I am so sorry about that. Yeah, blame him. No, I blame Michigo, who got too excited for it. No, it's so funny, though! <laughs> uh, <laughs> anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they to tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So, if we tell you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, where our awesome uh, our, our blogger, Rose, is graces with another awesome um, anime re- review. I know I've been slacking on them, but we're going to get them up on our Mondays like I promised. So we have another one set for next Monday, so definitely check it out. And this is where we also post our cosplay tutorials, links to our convention reviews, photos, videos, everything, including our podcast. But if you're having issues getting to our site for our podcast, we got you covered. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. And if you can, check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our anime convention videos, masquerade videos, panels, interviews, all that cool stuff. So definitely swing by and check it out. You're going to love it. And if you want to interact with us on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash Mess. Mako-chan is over at Jupe Luna, and you can find Ichigo over at Ichigogami. Uh, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here for updates on our website when we're going live and other cool stuff that you may want to be in the know for. And if you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonMess. Mako-chan is over at Jovidea, and Ichigo is over at Ichigogami. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I want to say to our fan base over there. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us and thank you for liking the page. As you continue to like the page, the articles and everything we post on there, we're going to bring you more content. That's what we're all about. And if you want to interact with us on Facebook, uh, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Uh, And you can find Ichigo over at Ichigo Gami. I'm a little yawning tired. Maybe I should have put on a pot of coffee. Oh, well. I don't think it's that serious. So, just so you know, we're not the only uh, podcast on this network. So, you definitely want to check out some of the other cool shows on Vogue. Uh, Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoyed, I believe Guys on the Show is back, and Pokestop Podcast, which you can download directly from VogNetwork.com. So we're going to go around the room. Last words. 
Mako-chan. I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. Ichigo. Work starts now for me, so y'all will be sleeping and I'll be working. Woo! My last words. Um, I gotta get my lunch together for tomorrow and... I'm thirsty. Well, that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. Um, yes, next week is election day, a.k.a. the series finale of America. So we may be doing a short show because God forbid uh, we're live and shit happens. I'd rather not have it on the record. Oh, I'm thinking about um, drinking. Drunk episode? Uh, with everything that's going on, we'll probably want it. Yeah, so next week will be probably be a shortened episode, drunk episode. Uh, we may even be live as we're watching some of this, so we will see how it turns out, and Godspeed. Okay, we're gonna get out of here now, because Mako-chan's tired, and Ichigo's gotta go to work, and I gotta go do something I don't know. Alright, so we're getting out of here, so... I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. <sighs> Say goodnight, Ichigo. Why? Uh, it's morning for me. Mako-chan should say it. Say goodnight, it, uh, Mako-chan. Say good morning, Ichigo. Good morning, Ichigo! Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!